Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning for my tax bills so I don't dread April every year, producing a balanced budget, not just for football, and saving on travel because spending less on airfares means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money podcast on your favourite podcast app. Future you will thank you. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome back along to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast, part of the 90 Min Football family. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simeu, and on this episode, we're going to be discussing the breaking news with regards to Arsenal's pursuit of Chelsea forward Kai Havertz. It seems as though the Gunners are making progress. It seems as though a price has been agreed for the German. We're going to be discussing uh, that news, that story. We're going to be discussing whether or not the price being reported is a fair price. Have Arsenal paid a little bit over the odds or Arsenal getting a bit of a bargain? We'll get into all of that, of course, in today's episode. Apologies if the sound quality is not quite as good as it normally is. I am at 90 Min Towers today and I was planning to do the podcast when I got home later on. But I figured that given the news has just broken, it'll be better to jump on straight away, give it a little bit more breathing time. So here I am in 90 Min Towers, inside one of the meeting booths. It's a bit like a phone booth. Like, look, this is as wide as I can move my arms. It's crazy. Um, But it does give you that little bit of privacy and the ability to go off and record something. So, um, yeah, here I am. Uh, Good morning to everybody in the live chat. So good to see so many of you with us uh, at this uh, time of the morning as well. We've got NSW, we've got uh, Lloyd, we've got Junior Gunner, we've got Damien Kelly, Adrian is here, uh, Civil Salads, Francis Latvian, Guna, Robin Diamond, uh, who's uh, on the first stream for a while, says he normally listens via Spotify. Majid complaining about me not being on time. Nope, you're right. I'm never on time. I always set the podcast for five minutes earlier than we're actually going to start because otherwise I get complaints from people saying that the YouTube notification didn't come through in time and they missed the first few minutes. So that's why we do it. Um, And Stilton Avenger says, uh, you must get so bored of explaining it every show. I do get bored. But anyway, (laughs) I thought I'd drop that in there. Uh, What else have we got? Andy Jackson says, I had a nightmare last night that we agreed to pay 65 K British pounds for 19 goals in 195 games. Kai Havertz, 65 K. I think that's fine. I would have done the deal at 65k, uh, wouldn't you? I think you meant 65 million uh, there. <laughs> uh, big hello to Louis, to Alexis, to Viju. Uh, we've got Nav. We've got James Russell. Russell uh, Lesedi is uh, here. We've got uh, Ray Beam. Uh, Chepo says, first time catching the show live. Big fan from South Africa. Thank you uh, so much. Uh, Wondering Minstrel says, uh, YouTube is like my first wife. Always a little bit slow. <laughs> right. Okay. Look, let's get into this then. Let's let's fill you in on uh, what the news is, what the breaking news uh, is that's filtered its way through to us this morning. And then we'll take some of your thoughts on this price tag uh, that has been discussed. So according to David Ornstein, uh, 
earlier today and some people are saying Fabrizio broke the news. Listen, I think whatever you say, like I, I really rate Fabrizio what he does. I think he's excellent at it. But David Ornstein is absolutely killing it during this window in terms of the exclusives, particularly when it comes to Arsenal. Uh, but he says Arsenal are close to an agreement with Chelsea to sign Kai Havertz for a fee in the region of £65 million. Talks are ongoing to finalise the structure, instalments plus add-ons. Personal terms are in place and subject to the deal being done, the medical will be scheduled. So this is moving along and it's moving along nicely. Um, So what do I think about it? Well, first of all, I think that Kai Havertz, as I've said repeatedly over the last... uh, you know, week or so since we started being linked with him would be a good addition to the squad. I think he'd add something. I think he'd bring uh, more quality to the front line. Um, Not to say that he's definitely better than our front line currently, but I think the drop-off is still quite significant, i.e. if Jesus is out, is Eddie Nketiah at the same level? I don't think he is. I think that Kai Havertz can play a very similar role to Jesus, which would in turn not disrupt our style of play too much. I think he could play from the right from time to time and give Bukayo Saka the breather that he so desperately needs. I think he could play from the left if he needed him to. I think he could play in an advanced midfield role uh, as well. So I think in terms of just whether this player is a good acquisition or not, put the price to one side for a minute. I, I think I'm on board with this and I have been from before this news even broke. Those of you that watched my transfer wish list episode uh, will have known that I picked Kai Havertz as someone I'd quite like to see come in even before uh, that deal was even talked about in the kind of mainstream media. So I'm okay with Kai Havertz coming in. I think actually it's quite a good signing. The price point is a bit of an issue for me. I'd be lying if I said it wasn't. Um, You know, I am going to be critical of the club here. I am going to say that in my opinion, I think Arsenal are going to overpay here. Now, the structure of this thing is important as well, because if Arsenal are paying, for example, £50 million, the add-ons are worth up to 65 but we might not even trigger all of those add-ons, or those add-ons only come about if Arsenal win things, and therefore the signing um, proves itself to be a, a worthwhile one, then that's different, isn't it? So, yeah, I'm... I'm a little bit irked by the price. I have to say that for me, and I said it on the show that we did previously, anything up to around about 50 million pounds in total was okay with me. The minute you go that little bit further, um, that the minute you go beyond that, it starts to get a little bit uncomfortable from my perspective, from my point of view. And so 65 million obviously is in that uncomfortable territory for me, where I do think there is an argument now that we have overpaid. But listen, I thought we overpaid for Ben White when we got him. I thought we overpaid for Aaron Ramsdale. You know, I I think there's been a number of players over the last couple of seasons that at the start, it felt like we'd overpaid for them. And over time, they proved their worth. And clearly, Mikel Arteta is big on Kai Havertz. I don't think he would have gone out and spent such a significant chunk of his transfer budget on a player that he wasn't dead certain about. And I think based on what Mikel's done over the last 12, 18 months, the way we've progressed, the way we've moved forward, I think it's only right and only fair that you voice your opinion, of course, which is Arsenal probably overpaid for this in a lot of people's cases. But you also accept and acknowledge that Mikel Arteta knows a little bit more than you or I do. And therefore, we should trust him to a degree, to a point. Again, doesn't mean you can't have an opinion, but I don't think we should be looking to hammer the player. He comes in 
with enormous pressure now because of this price. And that's one of the downsides to sort of meeting Chelsea's demands here because, you know, first of all, coming from Chelsea to Arsenal is something that hasn't always worked out. You know, it's worked out very, very rarely. It, it, it has worked out with Jorginho in terms of what he was brought in to do, what we paid for him and the job that he did, I thought, at the back end of last season, fine. Um, maybe you could argue that it worked out with David Luiz because I thought he was more good than bad, although at times there were those classic David Luiz moments. But I just think, you know, for once, let's let's try as fans because we've seen the team progress. Let's try and get behind the sign-in. Let's support him. Let's, let's be vocal in our support of Kai Havertz because that would create an environment in which he's far more likely to succeed than the toxic environment that could be created by fans being up in arms uh, about the potential of him uh, coming into the football club. So, yeah, um, you know, th th that's where I'm at with it. And, and Wandering Minstrel says it depends on the fine print regarding the add-ons. We don't know exactly what those add-ons look like. Um, so it's impossible to make a real sort of full judgment on that, I would say the total is up to sixty-five million pounds, according to the report from David Ornstein. But it could end up being fifty-five. It could end up being sixty. In which case, we're much closer to that comfortable price point that I had in my head, anyway. So yeah, that's that's where I am on that. Now look, get your thoughts in in the live chat. Let me know what you think of this, and we'll run through uh, some of the comments. But just while you guys are doing that, uh, I just wanted to share with you guys uh, our latest bit of members content, which is available now on the Another Slice platform. If you're interested in checking it out, uh, visit the link in the description, uh, go over to Another Slice, create your account. Uh, once you've created your account, log in and subscribe to the Chronicles of Aguna podcast for £5 per month. That's what we put it down to over the duration of the summer. And uh, you're going to be getting one of these on each of the players that Arsenal are heavily linked with over the course of the summer. So we've done one. Uh, it came out yesterday called Where Would Kai Havertz Fit In at Arsenal? And what we're going to be doing over the summer to give you guys a look at what this content looks like uh, is we're going to be releasing them once the signings have been completed to the wider public. But if you want them early, if you want to understand a little bit more about where and how Kai Havertz fits into the Arsenal picture, in my opinion, uh, and based on what I've read and, and heard from a number of experts, then go over to the Another Slice platform. Not only would you be supporting me to make more content on a more regular basis and allow me to branch away from some of the freelance work that I do that I'm not as keen on uh, as this, obviously. Uh, you'd be supporting that, of course, but you'd also be supporting a charity, which is the Great Ormond Street Children's Hospital that we're donating to regularly from our membership pot. So you're supporting the podcast. You know, if it's a part of your routine, if it's something that you enjoy, um, you know, thank you. Uh, I really, really appreciate it. Um, this is not compulsory by any stretch of the imagination, but your support would be very much appreciated. And uh, of course, um, you know, you can do so knowing that we'll be supporting uh, a worthwhile charity as well, a charity that's close to my heart, because of course, as I've told you guys before on here, uh, they looked after uh, my daughter when she was first born. So I'm uh, I'm very, very big on that. But yeah, anyway, check it out. Uh, the link is in, of course, the description below. Uh, it's on the Another Slice platform. It is a podcast app. Once you download it, you can access the content from there. You can download it to listen offline. Um, and of course, uh, you can take the custom RSS feed if you wish and plug it into whichever other podcast app you prefer to use if that is the case. But yeah, thank you uh, for your support on that. Right. Let's get back to it then.
Kai Havertz. Let's see what you guys uh, are saying on this. Uh, what else have we got? What else have we got? Um, Tailwood Studio says the money is insane and putting money in their pockets is the thing I struggle to wrap my head around. We can get players on his level without helping our noisy, annoying neighbours. I don't really subscribe to this whole let's stop giving money to Chelsea or let's stop helping Chelsea because Chelsea would just go and offload a load of players to Saudi Arabia as they're currently doing. They have found ways around the problems that they face financially off the back of that mega spend that basically went to shit. So I'm not massively subscribe to this idea of you know we shouldn't get him because of that i think if we think he's a good addition and a worthwhile addition then we should be doing it and whatever the byproduct is of that shouldn't really be of our concern as i say chelsea can raise money as they've shown over the last few days with the number of players they're pushing out to saudi arabia callum hudson adoy the latest to be linked with that move this morning fresh says Havertz is a great player he's 24 and he needs to prove himself so he's got a lot of reasons to be good rather than bad. Um, Wandering Minstrel says any sales. We'll get onto the sales side in a little bit. Um, Justin backs up my point in the chat by saying Chelsea are loaded anyway. Us giving them money won't make a difference to their plans. I agree. Uh, Mr. Thuggy says, imagine if he starts with a few bad games, the fans will be all over him. Not sure if he has the mental strength to deal with the pressure. And that's a valid point. You know, we don't know really what Kai Havertz is like as a character because he's not played for our football club. And I doubt any of us have been as across his career as we might have been had he been wearing the red and white. But, you know, that's where I encourage Arsenal fans to get behind him and support him. And it's not because it's Kai Havertz. That should be the case with anybody. That is our duty as supporters to get behind them. Yeah, voice our opinions when we think something's not going right and, and you know, and discuss it when we think there's a problem. But yeah, um, you know, I, I just think that we have a duty as supporters to get behind our players and, um, and you know, um, yeah, and, and uh, give them greatest possible chance of succeeding confidence is a big thing in football and i think confidence can come from the fans uh tebow says five pound is half a sandwich these days it is which shows you that you can't even eat a full sandwich for that money so um you'd be supporting me you'd be supporting the, the children at the, the hospital as well um because our donation goes there on a monthly basis out of that membership pot so yeah if you can't even eat a sandwich out of it just skip lunch What's the point, you know? Uh, <laughs> um, Ray Beam says, Havertz said he'll buy our memberships, especially after his price. Jesus Christ. Uh, what else have we got? Um, Adrian Shake says, I did tell you, Harry, that we won't get him for 45 million. He's a very good player and may end up smashing it at Arsenal, but struggles physically and mentally and Arteta needs to work on him a lot. Um, I, I thought we'd be able to do the deal at less. I have to admit, Chelsea have stood their ground. Um, probably the whole thing of selling to a rival has, has obviously played a big part in that and uh, and we are where we are um what else have we got here uh noonan says would madison not be a better fit and also be cheaper more goals and assists for a relegated team a lot of people have floated this idea of the fact that we should have got madison instead of moving for kai havertz that's assuming that kai havertz is going to play in this left eight position and the piece of of members content that we've got uh, that's just gone out um, is around Kai Havertz. And it's, as I say, talking about where he best fits in to this Arsenal side. And I make a case as to why I'm not entirely sure that that's true, that people are saying that he will come in as the left eight. I think he will play there at times, but will he be the go-to? Will he be the first choice in that position? 
you can listen to a little bit about why I'm not so sure about that on uh, that member's bit of content. Uh, thank you guys so, so much. Uh, what else have we got? Um, Lewis Kiriakou says, we've paid 87% of Chelsea's valuation. West Ham United will expect the same. If they value Rice at 120 million, it will mean we pay 105 million. A, can we still do Rice? And B, if we don't, will it be because we've set a precedent with Kai? I'm not concerned about the Rice deal at this stage. I, I really am not. A lot of people lost their minds yesterday when we heard that that bid had been rejected. People saying that Arsenal were taking the piss and that they should have moved to close that gap between where they were at and what West Ham were looking for in a more aggressive way. Uh, to me, it's not really uh, a concern at this moment in time. I think Arsenal will get Declan Rice because Declan Rice really wants that move. Um, you know, Kai Havertz wanted this move as well based on what we've heard and what we've read. But Chelsea are in a different position to West Ham United. Chelsea are a club that can go out and, and break the bank and get big, big value players to come in. They've spent 600 million over the last couple of windows. I know it's landed them in a bit of hot water now, but it feels like they're coming out the other side of that, having found a solution to that problem. West Ham United are not a football club that can turn down 100 plus million for one of their players. That That's the difference there for me. Okay, uh, let's take a couple more on this and then we're going to talk uh, a little bit about uh, some of the other stuff uh, as well. Um, Adrian is a Chelsea fan. He says, I hear you focusing on Arsenal's concerns, Harry. I'm a Chelsea fan and I think Arteta can develop him into a great player. He needs to improve physically, mentally. Um, Arteta needs to work a lot, but based on what Adrian's saying there, you know, there is there is a chance that, that Kai Havertz could come good and there is a chance that people could look back on this sign-in come the end of next season maybe and say, well, I tell you what, you know, all of a sudden that sort of uh, £65 million in total, and again, we don't even know if Arsenal are going to pay all of that, depending on how those add-ons are structured. Actually, that could look like quite a decent deal, uh, couldn't it? So, uh, yeah, we'll have to uh, we'll have to hold fire on that and see how it goes. As I say, look, it looks like this deal's done and if it's done then we've just got to get behind the player support him and, and see where we end up i would say um at the end of it okay uh, doo -doo -doo -doo. uh carrie says uh who will be the number one striker kai or jesus i think jesus has done enough over the course of last season to have tied down that spot but um i think for me Having someone that you can rotate to without it causing a mega drop-off, I think, is going to be significant. I've talked about Havertz's ability to cover other positions as well, which makes him a more attractive proposition. Maybe Arsenal have looked at him and gone, because he can do multiple roles, we can basically spend what we would have spent on a couple of players and get the one that we really want. And whether you or I want him doesn't really matter, does it? Because clearly Mikel Arteta and Edu do, uh, because they were willing to go to that amount of money to get him in through the door. Um, but rotation is key. It's going to be key next season, given the competitions that we're hoping to compete in um, and how many of them there are. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that Jesus remains as the number one, but to be able to make that change, um, uh, drop habits into midfield if you want, play him on the left if you want, on the right if you want, uh, makes him a real great addition to that forward line in terms of being able to replace when needed, back up when needed, um, and, and hopefully increase the level of competition, which is ultimate, ultimately, when you're a big club like Arsenal, what you want to be doing. 
But that's the latest on Kai Havertz. So that deal seems to be edging ever closer. Uh, David Ornstein mentioning the medical, although he did say that there were still conversations that needed to be had with regards to the structure of the deal before we could move to that stage. But yeah, um, it looks like he's probably going to be our first uh, signing of the summer. Kai Havertz getting closer and closer to a move to Arsenal. I know it's upset some people. I know some people will be looking at it and saying, well, if you're going to spend 65 million on Kai Havertz, why can't we go the extra mile for Declan Rice? But just calm down, trust in what Arsenal are doing. The window's been open a week today. Nothing was, you, you know, we were never going to be in a position where all our business was done by now. So if you think that or thought that, and that's why you wound up and frustrated about it, I, I suggest you need to take a chill pill, wind it back a little bit and just sit back patiently. Enjoy the summer, enjoy the cricket, enjoy the tennis, enjoy the sunshine, enjoy the ice cold beers outside with your mates. And let's just see uh, how it goes. And of course, we'll be keeping you across everything that happens in this summer transfer from an Arsenal perspective right here on the Chronicles of Aguna podcast. Going to take a very short pause. Then we're going to talk Yuri and Timber. We're going to talk Thomas Partey and we're going to talk Eddie and Ketia. Welcome back along to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast, part of, of course, the 90-min football family. Urian Timber uh, came to our attentions as a player that Arsenal uh, are looking to move for this summer. Uh, around about, what, 48 hours or so ago now? Was it less than that, more than that? My maths is terrible. Anyway, um, it's interesting because more and more is coming out about this now. We're hearing that uh, he has made his way to London. Somebody had gone as far as stalking his agent on Instagram yesterday uh, and uh, screenshot his story on which he was a f- on which he was on a flight and then tracked down what that flight was and found that it was a flight from Amsterdam to London. Crazy stuff. Um, fair play to the commitment levels shown there, but it is bordering on a bit weird. Uh, but anyway, um, also suggestions that when Urian Timber was here. Uh, on the 3rd of June, I think it was, for the FA Cup final. And he was shown on TV uh, at Wembley to watch Manchester City and Manchester United. And everybody thought, well, this was it. He was definitely Man United bound. Uh, Suggestions that he was actually here to hold talks with Arsenal, which would be pretty funny, wouldn't it, given how much the United fans um, really want him and, and in some instances thought that that was a done deal. But anyway, it's not a done deal for us just yet. But again, the noises that we're getting today and the suggestions that we're hearing are that this is moving closer and this is moving at a good pace. And Arsenal are confident of reaching an agreement at less than the £50 million that Ajax are said to be looking for for Urian Timber. So fingers crossed that we can get that one done. Another story is with regards to Thomas Partey, because it's looking increasingly likely that he is going to go. We heard on Sunday that there was, to quote Fabrizio Romano, a concrete chance that he would leave. And a number of other journalists have now come out and sort of backed that up and corroborated that story. Uh, James Benz yesterday reporting that three uh, Saudi clubs are interested in bringing Thomas Partey in. Again, I've said it before. I'll say it again. My opinion hasn't changed. Losing Thomas Partey and Granit Xhaka would concern me because I do feel that we would be weaker in midfield unless we go really, really big this window to to plug that gap. I've said it before. It looks like we're going to get Rice. It looks like we're trying to get Lavia as well. Lavia and Rice as a combo does not come in and instantly improve us on the combination of Xhaka and Partey, in my personal opinion. Again, 
kind of have to trust Mikel Arteta? Does he think that Emil Smith-Rowe can play the left-eight role? Does he see Kai Havertz as doing that as well? Does he see Fabio Vieira as kicking on next season? In which case, is he less concerned about the numbers in midfield than maybe you or I am? I don't know. But um, it, it doesn't make sense from a footballing perspective. I know people will talk about other reasons. And again, I can't get into that. I'm not going to go down that path. But, you know, if, if you can recoup something like the money that you paid for Thomas Partey, which it seems like you might be able to from the Saudis, then maybe it's something that we should consider. But it is looking increasingly likely now that the Ghanaian is going to leave Arsenal this summer and and move on, whether that will be in Europe or Saudi Arabia uh, remains to be seen. But I'm not hopeful now that we're going to be able to keep a hold of him, not necessarily because he's desperate or itching or angling for a move, Maybe he wants it or is open to it, but it seems like this is something that's being driven by Arsenal. And as was reported yesterday, the Gunners have supposedly given him permission and his people permission to go out and speak to other clubs. The same can now be said for Eddie Enketia, who could also be on his way. Arsenal said to be open to offers for the um, for the young English forward. Now, again, this debate has been raging on over the last while. Balogun or Enketia, Balogun or Enketia. And the more Balogun's stock rises, whether that be what he did in France last season or, um, you know, scoring a goal for Canada just the other day in his first, uh, for Canada, for the US against Canada in his first appearance for the US men's national team. You know, the commercial appeal of someone like following Balogun could be a factor in this. Um, but it seems like Arsenal from the kind of noises I'm hearing, could be swaying towards or, or pivoting towards the approach whereby they work really hard to convince Follerin Balogun to stay and are maybe more open to the idea now of Eddie Nketiah moving on. And if Arsenal could sell Eddie Nketiah now for, what, 25, 30 million pounds, then all of a sudden that investment that they made in him last summer by giving him the new contract looks like a really smart one. Because what did they do? They kept him on for an additional year to back up Gabriel Jesus, which he did relatively well during the period that Jesus was unavailable. And then just 12 months down the line, having only paid him one year's worth of that contract, they'll be able to bring in a big amount of money for him. Whereas last summer, they'd have lost him for free, of course, because uh, his contract was running out. So that could be Arsenal being smart in the transfer market again. And if they are, then you have to tip your hat to them and and give credit where it's due uh, to the likes of uh, Edu and Arteta, and the people behind the scenes that make this stuff happen uh, for being right on top of that. But yeah, we'll have to see about that. Good chance that Enketia could go. Good chance that Partey goes as well, uh, which just increases the workload for Arsenal, doesn't it, in terms of incomings uh, this summer. Right, look, guys, uh, we're going to take a very, 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 very um, short pause, and then we're going to take some of your questions uh, from the live chat box. Uh, give us a second and we'll be back. Welcome back to the Chronicles of a Guna podcast. Oh, this is so annoying, isn't it? Um, you go online, um, you start a live podcast, and all of a sudden I've got to give my, my order for lunch at work. What do I want? What do I want? What do I want? Um, Nando's, what do you guys recommend? <laughs> What do you guys recommend? I think I'm going to go with uh, the boneless chicken thighs. How about that? Uh, have the meat. Now, shall I go hot? Yeah, I go hot. Uh, two regular sides. We've got peri salted chips and the garlic bread. Bang. All done. There we go. There's my Nando's order sorted. Sorry you had to hear that. Um, <laughs> but 
had to get it done because if I didn't get it done in the next couple of minutes, I'd have missed out. Anyway, uh, let's take some of your questions then from the live chat. Start uh, flooding the chat. Uh, I'd love to hear um, what you guys want to ask over the next few minutes. Here we go. Uh, Robin Diamond says, would the Cronkies prefer to keep Balogun as he is now a USA international star? Would Edu or Arteta have a choice in this case? Um, I don't know for a fact that, you know, that's a, a big factor here. And I, I I don't know that Balogun will even stay. But I do think that from a commercial point of view, that gives him a far greater value than someone like Eddie Nketiah. I've talked about this before. I, I mentioned it when he declared for the US side. I said that what that meant was that not only would he get more opportunities than he would playing for England, but he also now has a chance to become the pin-up boy of US soccer. And commercially, that is so valuable, particularly for an American owner and particularly for a club that constantly uh, are looking to grow and expand within that US market, given that Arsenal keep going there on their preseason tours. Maybe Edu and Arteta would have it communicated to them that the club's preference, or the ownership's preference, is that they go with Balogun over and Ketia. But I don't think that KSE are in this place where they're interfering too much at this moment in time. I think they've kind of handed over the keys. Uh, they'll, they'll make their opinions known and, and ultimately they sign the checks, of course. But um, I think it will be on, on Edu and Arteta. But if there's not much between them from a footballing perspective and you're Edu and Arteta, wouldn't you want to please the owners so that, that you then have that little bit of um, clout or, or sort of credit in the bank when you want to go and ask for something else? But yeah, um, let's take a, a few more. Uh, Bedros says, Harry, why do Arsenal have their add-ons listed as the main fee? I read that it's 50 plus 15 rather than 65. I believe Arteta knows what he's doing, so I'm low-key excited. Yeah, you're right. And I think people need to be wary and mindful of that when they go crazy over prices being quoted. The total value of the deal could be up to 65 million pounds. But A, there's no guarantee you're going to trigger all of the add-ons, depending on what they are. Uh, we know from the Declan Rice negotiations that Arsenal have a tendency to throw in add-ons that maybe aren't necessarily as achievable as the, the, the selling club would like. Uh, but yeah, you know, you're absolutely right uh, to, to highlight that point. And, and to my knowledge, that is the case. It is, um, it is uh, 50 plus 15 rather than just, um, rather than just, uh, the, uh, the the sort of 65 up front that, that some people are, are worried or concerned about. Uh, <laughs> getting loads of uh, Nando's orders in there. We've got uh, chicken livers. Do they do chicken livers? I didn't know that. Uh, we've got bonus uh, chicken peri-peri, says Philippe. Uh, Tom's is spicy. Uh, Adam Hare says half chicken peri fries and spicy rice. It's too many carbs, though, isn't it? Uh, in one meal. <laughs> Uh, keep uh, getting your Nando's orders. Yeah, that's a good one. Let me know what your Nando's order would be in the chat. Uh, the Villa player says, Hi, Harry. Only new to the channel three months ago. Thank you for joining us, mate. He says, Do you think Havertz is a signing that will do successfully at Arsenal? We all know he was awful for Chelsea this season. I just think Chelsea were awful in general. And so it's really difficult to... Um, it's really, really difficult to, to draw too many conclusions on him as an individual. I thought at times when Chelsea looked good, Kai Havertz was at the centre of it. And I do think he can be a bit hit and miss, but hopefully in the right environment, he can rediscover the kind of consistency he showed, um, you know, uh, 
during his time at Bayer Leverkusen. Noonan says, would it not be better for Arsenal to keep their transfer bids private as this not only alerts other clubs, but very rarely do they meet evaluation, creating frustration for fans. Yeah, and but the thing is that you've got to realise is, yeah, there'll be times where Arsenal brief stuff to the press in order to make it work for them, but there'll be times where the selling club are briefing it as well because they want to make it work for them. So, for example, West Ham were probably briefing the press about Manchester City being interested in Declan Rice. We're probably briefing the press around Arsenal's offers not making, um, you know, making a, a splash and, and not hitting the mark that they're looking for. So it's interesting, but you've got to recognise that the leaks can come from either side, and and sometimes there will be things that get out that Arsenal don't want to get out, and and obviously vice versa. Louis says hearing Gundogan is uh, one to eight on to join Barcelona. Not sure how true it is. Not seen any news on Twitter. If so, then City come in for him, or are you still convinced he wants to join us? Hoping Gundo uh, thing isn't true. Well, I have seen the reports that he's close to joining Barcelona, but we've also seen this morning that Manchester City are closing in on the signing of Mateo Kovacic from Chelsea, which you'd think would be the replacement. So it doesn't really worry me um, with regards to what that means for us and, and our targets, if you're suggesting that City could turn their attention to Declan Rice. Um, I, I don't know. You know, Barcelona-based press are incredibly biased um, and we've seen them report things in the past that never came to fruition. So I'm not massively concerned by that at this stage. I think Arsenal will still be in there. But ultimately, if he wants to go abroad, he's going to go abroad. Do you know what I mean? Uh, lots of questions about the rice deal. I'm going to swerve them just for now because we've we've talked about them a lot over the last couple of days. Um, so I don't want it to be too repetitive, although I realise that can be, you know, that, that can happen in a transfer window because you're talking about the same deals over a period of time until they're ultimately... Um, until they're ultimately concluded. Uh, Johan on the on the Nandos. Can't go wrong with a wrap. Yeah, I always feel a little bit underwhelmed by a wrap, though. Uh, John Daly says, hot chicken dies with mash and chips. Look at this. Cracking Nandos orders coming through. Um, John Daly with an interesting question. Says, how strong do you feel we will go for the Emirates Cup ahead of the charity shield four days afterwards? I think it'll be about getting minutes in. I think you'll very much see Arsenal do, um, you know, those those things where they play one team for a half and then they'll change the team completely at halftime. I think that's the kind of thing uh, you will see. Um, that's the kind of thing you'll see uh, happen in the preseason uh, just to get the minutes in everybody's tanks and, and also manage their, their sort of progress. Uh, Brunetic Studio joins us live from Uganda. He says, been here a month and loving it professional all the way. Thank you so much, mate. And a big thank you as well and a big welcome to all the subscribers we've gained over the last few weeks because they, they're going, it's going like that, which is amazing, uh, particularly here on YouTube. I can't tell on the audio. So if you're new listening to us on audio as well, uh, thank you guys so much. Um, Panos says, Suvlagi and Sheftalia all day. Yeah, over Nando's, of course, but where, we, where our office is based, you're not going to get a decent uh, Suvlagi or Sheftalia. Uh, anytime soon. Uh, guest 2181 says, look, I back Arteta and trust him, but I'm just not on board with the Havertz signing. With Xhaka and Partey leaving, we need two eights and a six as a priority, in my opinion. This just doesn't make sense with Emil smith and Vieira. I, I agree that I've got concerns about the midfield thing. I'm just hoping that if we've gone this big on Havertz, that there is more money to spend maybe than we think or that we've got something lined up in terms of a Partey sale maybe that would generate the funds to be able to address that problem as well. 
Uh, final question I'm going to take from Philippe, who says, "How I think you're a Newcastle fan, right? How far do Arsenal go in the UCL? I think Arsenal have to be aiming for the quarterfinals. Anything less than that would be a disappointment. Um, I'm hoping Arsenal get a, uh, a decent, um, a, a decent draw in the group stages, and then obviously in the round of 16 as well, depending on how we do there. Uh, but yeah, I think we've got to be looking at quarterfinals as a minimum. Arsenal on their day." Under Mikel Arteta can beat anyone, you know, and and I'm I'm really confident in saying that. So I'm confident that we can have a good crack at it. Look, put it this way: I don't think Arsenal are there just to make up the numbers. Going to take this uh, final comment from John. Obviously, I would because it's a nice one. He says, "Can I just say, well done on Talksport, buddy? You're smashing it. Thank you very much, my friend." He says, "It's nice to finally have a proper Arsenal fan giving an honest and well-rounded opinion." I try, but in some of the surroundings on there at times it can be uh, a little bit difficult. Right. Um, I am going to say goodbye. I'm going to bid you guys a farewell. I think someone's lurking outside, wants to use this booth uh, for some sort of important work call rather than uh, me just having a jolly on the Chronicles of Aguna podcast. Uh, don't forget to leave a like on the video if you haven't done so already. I can't believe, given how many of you are watching, that we've only got 115 likes on the board. Smash that like button. It really, really does help. Subscribe to the channel if you're brand spanking new. We've talked uh, Havertz, we've talked Timber, we've talked Partey, we've talked Inketia. We've taken some of your questions from the live chat. Unless something major breaks this evening, uh, we'll see you tomorrow. But if something does, then you might see me again a little bit later on today as we continue to bring you full coverage of this transfer window, of course, from an Arsenal perspective. I'll see you guys next time. Until then, goodbye. I'm Martin Tyler. And you're listening to Harry Simeon.